This is the At Ashland Podcast, where we talk about what we do at Ashland Church and why we do it. And today, we're talking about preaching. This is part two of an interview with Dr. David Prince, pastor of Preaching and Vision at Ashland Avenue Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky, and a professor of Christian preaching at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. Pastor Jeremy Haskins sat down with Dr. Prince to help us understand the role and importance of preaching in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's get into the interview. Well, so we believe in preaching uh, that is central to the church, preaching where the Word of God is central in the proclamation, the, the actual preaching. We want the Word of God that is a word about Christ to be central. Um, what What is the difference in proclamation, preaching, heralding this word, and just uh, speaking, or or maybe maybe teaching. Some people would would confuse the two, or make a distinction between preaching and teaching, or even speaking. What is it that we do on Sunday morning that is unique in the context of the church? Yeah, it's a good question because there's a lot of confusion about this. A lot of people draw, draw too tight of a distinction. A lot of people fail to see any distinction at all. Uh, but but it's, it's really simple if we dig into the words. The primary word uh, used for preaching is a word that means heralding, just like you just said. So, so let's picture uh, an ambassador coming on behalf of a king and walking to the highest part of the town and saying, on behalf of the king, mm. I've come to tell you. Mm. And he, he's talking to everybody. He's talking to the people who love the king and people who despise the king, but he's saying you all have to deal with the message of the king, whether you love or despise him. So inherently, preaching has an uh, evangelistic, a, um, a, a heralding, a, a declarative uh, 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 deal about it that is unique. So, so the exhortive a reality to both those who recognize the authority of the king and those who don't, both who have, whom they have to deal with the king. So when we think about teaching, the particular word there is primarily oriented toward instruction. Mm-hmm. So, so let's take that same uh, herald who walked to the edge of the cliff and declared truth on behalf of the king, and then he walks into the village and subjects of the king uh, ask, now, now, what does this mean? What exactly is he saying? And he says, this means this. Well, he's still speaking with authority, but mm-hmm. it's instructive authority, and usually to a smaller group of people. It doesn't have the same declarative function, uh, but it is no less authoritative. So all good preaching includes teaching. <laughs> and, 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 and teaching... Uh, when we when we think about it in the way we're talking about its relationship to preaching is derivative of the truth the truth that has been preached. So so that guy's in town and he's telling a group of people he's explaining exactly what this command of the king is. Well now he has he's he's teaching. So there is a relationship between the two and there's a slight distinction on the function that they have. He he's not necessarily saying that to everybody. He's saying that to a particular group of people and trying to help them gain clarity on that. Now, now there's another category we talk about here. You, you called it speaking. Mm-hmm. Are, are, are we 
Now, this ambassador that we're thinking of, he has a formal role. If he says something that the king didn't give him the authority to say, then he doesn't have the authority to say that, and the king will deal with him. Same way with preaching. If we say things that are unfaithful to the biblical text, we don't have the authority to say it. Same way with teaching. We're speaking on behalf of the king. We must say what the king has authorized us to say. Now, when we talk about speaking, or what we might say more testimony, uh, now that's me personally saying how I've been affected by the message of the king that's been explained to me by his representative. And so somebody might say, you know, what the king has told us to do, this is what it's done in my life. Well, that's speaking. Mm -hmm. Now, he may include some things that he's been taught in that speaking, but the formality of the authority of the role is not the same. So he doesn't have the same responsibility uh, for clarity that the one who is teaching formally does or the one who is preaching formally does. I, I, I like to use that example because I really, I don't, really don't think this is really hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's pretty simple, and, and a lot of times we overcomplicate it. Yeah. But there is a uh, uh, centrality to proclaiming the Word of God uh, among the church on the Lord's Day. Uh, the Word of God is delivered to move the church along, to conform the church into the image of Christ, uh, as we carry out our mission in the world. Uh, and we, we say that uh, it should be a pastor who proclaims in the context of a church. So what's the relationship between a pastor and preaching? Do, do all pastors have to be able to preach? Yeah, that's a, let, let me dip back into the other question for one second and say, without preaching, there is nothing to teach. So there is a foundational role to preaching. It is the proclaimed word in the sense of the declarative exhortation based on what the words of God that births the church, that, that brings people from death into life. And, and so uh, teaching is derivative of preaching. Preaching is foundational. So yes, uh, preaching has a central role in the life of the church, because the church designates someone that they recognize to be their voice that preaches to them, that represents the voice of Christ. And so you have the shepherding language in the Bible, which is so often misunderstood. People hear shepherd and they think sort of pastoral care. And pastoral care is needed and true, but pastoral care is derivative of the fact that the shepherd is feeding the word of God to the flock. He can pat him on the back all he wants, and if he's not feeding him, they're going to be malnourished and harmed. Mm-hmm. So the, the preaching is more important than the personal uh, application of that preaching through individual pastoral care. Neither one of those is unimportant. So absolutely, the pastor, which the church has authorized as the one they believe called by God to deliver God's words to them, has a foundational and indispensable role uh, in the context of the church. And, and think about it like this. Uh, it, it's a different level of accountability. Okay? We say that we believe that the church is recognizing God's call. So we, we're saying God has authorized this person to be this official ambassador for Christ in this congregation. The church is saying we see God's call. So there's an authority and a responsibility that comes with that. That's not the same as a general member of the congregation. If a church pulpit moves away from the truth of God, the church has moved away from the Mm -hmm. truth of God. 
If an individual member of the church moves away from the truth of God, then an individual member has moved away from the truth of God. In other words, a, a member in isolation or a group of people in isolation do not represent what that church is saying to the world. The pulpit does. Now, that the church does as well because the church is the one who extends the call to put that person in the pulpit. And so if the church believes that person is not delivering the truth of the Word of God, the church has a responsibility to remove that person. But until they do, the one who stands in that pulpit is the one who shapes what this church is saying about who God is and what God is doing in the world. So there is a, there is a formal function that's unique to the pulpit, and that's indi- indispensable. People need uh, a voice that they have recognized that has um, shepherding authority uh, over them and that they can trust. So uh, on a weekly basis, um, attending a worship service at a church of which I'm a, a member of, uh, how do I prepare to hear my pastor preach the Word of God? How do I prepare to hear a sermon each week? Yeah, another great question. Uh, they, all of these things that we're talking about here are so foundationally important and so often neglected. Uh, first of all, I would say that Uh, The church member needs to know and believe and remind themselves of and pray in accordance to the fact that they are not going to church to hear Pastor Jeremy. They are going to church to Mm -hmm. hear Christ. Mm -hmm. Uh, Paul is praising the church in Thessalonica because when we came to you, you did not receive our words, he says, as the words of men, but for what they are, the words of God. And so there's this uh, amazing reality that God ordains and owns preaching to the point that when Pastor Jeremy is faithful to the Word of God, that he is functioning as the voice of Christ to the congregation. He's not just an individual identifying with the people and talking about God. He is standing before the people as the ordained representative to speak the truth of God to that congregation. Now, again, he's still a fallible and ordinary man, but so is the ambassador that goes to another country on behalf of a king, right? He, he, people don't look at him and say, oh, you're here because you are so inherently authoritative. You have a derivative authority that you're speaking on behalf of the king. And so Jeremy speaks on behalf of the king, King Jesus. And he only has the authority to say what he says. But King Jesus has said that he uh, speaks through the preached word in a way that he reveals himself. So in Romans chapter 10, um, it says, how, how will they hear Christ without a preacher? How will they hear Christ? Not how will they hear without the words of the preacher. How will they hear Christ? And so the member needs to know that I'm coming to uh, listen for the voice of Christ. I'm coming to hear what God has for us today. Not just evaluate whether Pastor Jeremy was entertaining, whether he told good stories, whether his illustrations were helpful. Uh, It changes the whole way people are perceiving. Now, you are a person, so they ought to be praying for you. So they ought not be listening to a man preach that they didn't pray for. Mm 
<laughs> they, they ought to have a sense in which you are fallible. You, have made, you may have had a hard week. You need to be lifted up by the power of the Spirit. Uh, you are not effective just simply because you're such a, a man who has everything under control. You're effective because God has called you and uh, the Spirit has been pleased to, to use you in times when you were faithful to the Word of God. And so they ought to be praying to that end. So, so there's a sense in which they don't elevate you at all even as they elevate your task. Hmm. They respect you because God has put you in a role that demands respect. Uh, but, uh, but the preparation is one of the things that the evangelical church in America is just flat out failing on. Hmm. You know, one of my pastoral friends always says Sunday morning is a Saturday night decision. And uh, that's true, and even more so than the way he's meaning it, which means you got to plan to go to church on Saturday night if you're actually going to go on Sunday. But it's also, if you're going to get something out of it, you've got you've to plan. You've got to mm-hmm. prepare. I've always said to people, you go to a conference, and it always seems like you come back refreshed and, and you've learned something powerful. Why do you think that is? Because the teaching at the conference is just so much better? Or is it because you set aside time, you spent money, you prepared, you traveled with friends and talked about what was going on. You had a sense of expectation that you may learn something that changes your life. And so guess what? You often learn something that changes your life. Mm -hmm. Well, you can have that every week if you'll approach it in a similar way. This concludes our two-part series on preaching with Pastor David Prince. Thank you for listening to the At Ashland Podcast.